Welcome to the Popcorn Junkies. Welcome. Here we are. This is terrible. This is one of the first times ever that every time I go to name this film, I can't remember the fucking it... name of it. But there seems to be a vogue at the moment. I was just sent to my mum for these films that are sentences, like all my friends hate me and everyone ever. What's the one on telly that I can never get right? Everything I know about every... love. Just give us a title. Don't give us a sentence. This is good luck to you, Leo Grand or Leo Grande. Leo Grand, I think it's. I just, I, I just want, I want us to get over this bump in the road. Where it's we a have real to keep bump. Naming things by sentences. Yeah. They should have just called. <laughs> This sex in a hotel yeah. or something. I don't know. There'll yeah. probably be a, a, a wind change and we'll go back to single yeah. worded movie titles. Yeah, yeah. like shove. Um, okay, so this is Good Luck to You, Leo Grand, obviously starring Emma Thompson and Daryl McCormack, who we will know, though I, people have drawn this to my attention, though I don't re remember him at all. He was in Peaky Blinders. Um, and it's directed by Sophie Hyde. And Sophie Hyde made a film called Animals, which was about young women, toxic friendship. Uh, but this is also written by Katie Brand, and you had the great experience of meeting Katie and interviewing Katie and Emma, didn't you? On Loose yeah, Women. they came on Loose Women last week, and yeah. we were so excited about mm. um, about meeting um, Emma, Emma because she's just she's just she's just a great bird, and yeah. she didn't disappoint. She was no. just fantastic. She came in with such energy, mm. and she's just so ultra bright isn't yeah. she and just yeah so it was really it was it was really good so we all watched the film for that yeah. so and i saw it at the sundance so this yeah. is like one of the sundance darlings uh, films really you know everyone very excited about it um and it's a it's a really challenging and i think neat uh one-line pitch isn't it you know uh, we, we saw the trailer uh, we, we got a huge reaction to our reaction to the trailer because you weren't at all shy in showing how sort of almost revolted you were by an almost huge swathes of what potentially this film was going to be dealing with because it does get cringy it does get uncomfortable it does it is discomforting it is a bit all those things and i think so what is it about it's about a woman who essentially hires a sex worker for a night she's a widow and um and she wants to essentially run through a checklist of sexual experiences that sadly she didn't experience with her husband because the whole of their marriage it was very mm. much climb on top mm. quick go at it pyjamas on back to sleep mm. which I think was a bit of a problem for me just in that because how can an intelligent you know and, and also a good question to the movie a good theme how do how does an intelligent um woman who has a sense of what she wants goes for so long without asking for what she wants mm. and not being able to have that conversation and I think so many relationships are like that I mean mm. to me it is unimaginable unimaginable to be able to stay in a situation where the sex is so cold and so one-sided that that wouldn't bleed into every single moment of my day and yet we know that millions of people live like that mm. and you know talking to Katie the writer she said, you know, this is the reason she wanted that she wrote this story was she's fascinated by the question around why do we feel ashamed to ask for what we want? Mm. And, uh, and, and where does that come from? And the thing is, her husband also couldn't ask for his, what, what he wanted. How did, Who, Emma Thompson? Yeah, the, the character. Yeah, yeah. But like, how, how, can, how can people stay in a marriage with... And to be able to have sex like that mm. and to not have any intimacy whatsoever. Well, I think it's interesting that Katie Brown said that's what the film was about, because in a weird way, I would say that was where the film was least interesting, was in what it was wanting to be about. That's what it was about. Because I I kind of, I always, I always am shocked and horrified. And, and uh, you sort of think, oh my God, like you, you sort of think, oh God, how could you have a sexual life like that? Not a relationship, but a life. But I think we mustn't forget, this is parked within a certain generation. Though she's, well, she's 62, so she's only four years older than you. 
I was kind of, as I, it's funny, as I came to the film and I was looking at her as an older woman, I was looking at her as much older than someone I'm in a relationship with. I was parking her and yet, like at 80. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking, this is an 80-year-old. This is a nice... There's a wonderful moment in the film where she says to the sex worker, uh, Leo Grand, or so we think he's called Leo Grand, played by Daryl McCormack. She says, she says to him, you know, who's the oldest? What's the oldest you slept I with? I know. And he, he says 80. 80-something. Yeah, yeah. And she said, oh, suddenly I vaguely feel, feel vaguely kind of all right about that. Um, but just to pause you on that. But no, so just, just, just to finish that thought, though, yeah. I, I, I too am horrified. And I just wondered whether it was a bit of an obvious move that she, this was a woman who'd had a, a really boring pedestrian, functional, missionary see, sex life. it never ceases to fascinate me, this, from mm. a woman's point of view, because I think more women definitely have shame and guilt about masturbating than, than men do. Right. I mean, I still go, when women talk openly about using a dildo or talking mm. about masturbating, younger people, you see, I still have... I mean, it takes my breath away. Right. And it's like, where does that come from? Where does that shame mm. and guilt come from? Mm. Why? If I go, if I was to go upstairs right now and masturbate, nobody, on, nobody, nobody knowing, right, and nobody being affected by that on this planet. Well, we probably hear why, the floorboard. Why would I feel a little ashamed well, and, and have to be yeah, oh, secret? But can I, can I... That's what. That's that's and and what? How can how do people stay in? These long, and I know this because I talk to lots of women that will say to me, they would, they just have sex because it's what their partner wants them to do and they mm. have no pleasure in it whatsoever anymore, mm. but it makes for an easier day and it makes for an easier morning and it makes for an easier week. And I think why that's more inter of interest to me than to you is I don't think men have those same conversations in the same way that women do about that. How did me saying what I said lead to masturbating upstairs? <laughs> I don't understand. I was trying to connect. Because I'm talking about, I'm talking about the fact that that we that you know the the, the within this the, the theme of this film is this woman has been thirty years right, yeah. not having no, no, no. anything any kind of sexual pleasure, also... and then her, and then she suddenly wants it all mm. in one in one fell swoop. Well, yeah, and she does, and and, and I, I had one of the problems. Okay, so. There was a whole range of things about this film. I'm going to say from the get-go, there was so much about this film that I liked, and there's so much about this Which film that I thought... Which is surprise, I didn't think you would. Yeah, and, and neither did I. And there was so much about this film I didn't like, mm. and that didn't work. And and it was all the bits in the most unlikeliest of places that worked for me, and in the most unlikeliest of places, or likeliest of places, that it didn't work. But one of the things that I felt a little bit let down by quite early on was, I have to say, though I love her, and I really love her, I think I've got a bit of a crush on her, actually, Emma Thompson. I think we all love her. Yeah. I was a bit disappointed that she was a teacher, an ex-teacher, a religious education she teacher. Was I thought too was, extreme. I was pushing it yeah. far too far that you would go from talking to kids about exactly. spiritual stuff to, to wanting to put a blowjob at the top of your kind of hit list, checklist, bucket Do you list. think that's because of the, the wish for it to also be a comedy, which is what they both spoke about? Interesting. And I think that would have been the intention. I don't think it worked in a weird way. Because I think where this film was rich, is, and it's really, I'm really pleased you said that, because as you say, they said, it's a sex comedy drama. This is where I think problems for this film this film encounters real problems. It is striving to be a comedy, but it's dealing with subjects that are so deep and so meaningful and so strong and powerful and laden with meaning. I hate to say it, I almost felt like if you could carry on thinking this was a comedy, you haven't got a full grasp on what the fucking themes are. But it's almost like that that was a little bit of the shyness, Maybe. almost, and the fear of actually the subject, that it was, a bit, it was a bit protected by making it a, a bit, bit nervous more, about going there. And 
and and you say making it comedic because sometimes it, it felt like forced rather mm. than it just being the natural comedy that would come out of a hugely yeah. difficult and awkward situation. Yeah, well, because um, I mean, you know, I I can quite easily with Emma Thompson ditch Nanny McPhee, but I found Nanny Mc, the spectre of Nanny McPhee kept rearing its ugly head for me, and that I had to keep shaking my head and going, "Go away, Nanny McPhee, go away," because she would get so officious, she would be so sort of what you know, um, sort of you know, the list making. You can take the teacher, you can't get the teacher out of the teacher, and the woman out of the teacher. I've been teacher, and I just. For me, that's obviously the character of the woman, and I think it is what a lot of women of a certain age, it's a persona that's put out, which is a sort of tougher shell, that you know, there's either been disappointment, hurt, loss, confusion, whatever, sadness in relationships, I recognize all of that. I really wanted to puncture beneath the shell of Emma Thompson's character, and I felt even up to the end, we never really punctured beneath that efficient, teacherly, school-marmly kind of thing, and so, it was almost like she wasn't vulnerable enough, even though all the press around this film was about how vulnerable and brave she was to show her body and, and, and leave herself sort of, you know, vulnerable. But why, why did we have to see her vulnerable? Because I felt that I just didn't believe that someone who had led such a buttoned up life would have such a hit list of things to want to do especially having been a religious education teacher. It just, just it didn't stack up as good. I, I would have much preferred it if she was someone But is that who... because we want the stereotypes of what we think a woman mm. who has sexual desires is? Mm. You know, I, I mean, I, I think the thing is, you would be absolutely astonished. You know, sometimes when you see these documentaries about swingers, mm. it's like a nudist, people... Yeah. And they're the most unlikely of people. True. The yeah. most unlikely yeah. of people. Yeah. And, you know, if you'd got someone that was maybe a bit freer, a bit hippier, but the marriage had got a bit stale, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I, I kind of, I do swing to that, but then I question myself, is that because, is that because I want, I've still, I'm still being quite prejudiced mm. about what I think a woman that has sexual desires must mm. have in place to have sexual desires. I suppose you know? one of the reviews I read at some point said, you know, she, no one does flummoxed as well as Emma Thompson. Yeah. And I didn't want to be just given yes, flummoxed. I agree. I mean, I don't agree. get me wrong, there are some fantastic lines in there. The one where she says to him at one point, I can't remember, there's an exchange where he said, Nigella Lawson is, is without a doubt the sexiest woman regardless of age. And I, as he said it, I'm Did you think there, of me? Yeah, I did actually. <laughs> and I was sitting there thinking, don't fucking say that to yeah. a woman. I mean, what a lunatic. And yet, and yet you said to me that you learned a lot on how to be a woman. You you think, not how to be a woman, on how to treat a woman uh, yeah. in that in that you were really taken by this incredible warmth and charm that he delivered to her and, 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 and the fact that he was really listening to her and that mm. she felt really heard. And honestly, chaps, it's the goddamn sexiest thing you can do is to listen to us. This is really true. Now, I'm pleased you could take us there because weirdly, the thing, that, the, the thing that this film was getting all the press and all the coverage and all the, all the kind of attention for rightly is ideas around body image, body confidence, uh, you know, age, uh, the rights of being a certain age, man or woman, of, of seeking desire and pleasure and, and, and all that kind of stuff. I think, yes, it is interesting for all of those things, but ironically for me, that wasn't what really interested me most in this. I have to say, whilst Emma Thompson is clearly the star and it pivots around her, for me, I thought the most fascinating aspect of this mm. was him, mm. was Daryl McCormack, who I, is it McCormack? Yeah, he's an absolutely, I thought, staggering that. actor. Nuanced, um, layered. And how petrifying to be that staggering wow. with Emma Thompson. Wow. In, in, the, in that kind of a yeah, yeah, He's yeah. talked a lot about that, hasn't he? About actually yeah, how yeah, terrifying yeah. it was. Whilst it's not his first part, but it's his first major Which sort of part to, to yeah. play opposite Emma and Thompson. And had to be, and you know, in some of the rehearsals, they were naked yeah, together said, yeah, in yeah. the rehearsals. And they draw on their bodies. The well, he like got, it. Emma said that they he got them to draw an outline of their body mm. and then to put mark where they felt 
pleasure, where they'd felt pain, right. where they felt, um, you know, embarrassment. And Emma says she cross-hatched <laughs> the whole body and left her fina. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, well, so, and, and, and so this is also a film about sex work. It's about sex workers. And I found myself mm. really intrigued. I mean, he has literally the most astonishing eyes. But I was, I was really, really almost lured into his charm in the way that I would imagine a what client of a sex worker could be. If that's what you're paying for, wow, he's bloody good. And he Where's was- Where's book? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. And I was thinking, and I thought what was really curious about this film for me, and I got, there were, it was really funny because there were two moments where I got, you know when you can feel yourself getting to an emotional peak and you think, oh God, I'm gonna cry, this is really moving me, I'm about to cry. Mm -hmm. And each time I got there, it was punctured by a quirky one line by her being yes. flummoxed. And what was getting me there was the extent to which his pretend love of her was working and was real enough. And it delivered. And that I found that heartbreaking. I thought, wow, yeah. this really questions yeah. what is love and what is making someone feel love. He was looking at her and I could feel him looking at her in a way. It gives me goosebumps. Mm -hmm. I could feel him looking at her in a way that she would want to be looked at. Mm -hmm. And then there was a moment where he said that I don't even remember that moment where he just suddenly goes, you're paying for perfection. Yeah. I'm not telling the truth. And you're yeah. like, yeah. the puncture, you were also, alert. I was but I think also as a woman, that's a very terrifying moment because yeah. you think, when you think of the charmers out there, oh Absolutely. my God. Absolutely. I mean, just the other day I was doing a live and I, when we were talking around this subject of being ghosted and, you know, there was various people sharing how they'd had this, like, you know, this unbelievable charm mm. and totally believed it and, and then were totally drawn in by it and then just, Mm. And I think you found that very amusing. I found that very chilling and very scary because I thought there's so much of that. And not, not just no. from men, from women as well. Yeah. Um, but I also think, and we had this discussion after you'd seen it, where you said, but you could also learn something from that if you're having trouble in communicating with a woman and, and to just take to sort of break down a bit of what he was doing. Absolutely. You can fake Absolutely. it to make it and then it can become real. Absolutely. You know? I would I would recommend this as a film that all straight, but I say straight only because it's a heterosexual relationship in the film, though he's a sex worker who sleeps with men and, and, and has male clients too. I would recommend all straight men in heterosexual relationships to watch this film for an absolute rigid checklist of how to treat a woman. Isn't that bizarre? I mean, I genuinely would say that because... He was so good. Yeah, he was, he was. so That's charming. What we want. That's he, what we all want. Absolutely, and that should be the baseline. That should be the baseline. He didn't compromise anything. He listened. He looked. He listened. He cared. He heard. He saw. And then, of course, it made it all the more chilling at the point that when she checks the bill to find out his name, which is why his name's in the title, yeah. he turns. And I thought his turn between yeah, again, I get his, for me, this it's is his just, film. It really was for you. This wasn't was it? his film yeah. for me because when he turned, when he felt that letdown where she'd professionally gone behind to find something out about him, his vulnerability, his shock. His, he, he was, he'd been, he'd been, what's it called when you've been, he'd been assaulted. Yeah. His trust had been broken. The transactional mm, trust had been broken. But it was also broken. his business. It was also his it business, was his exactly. business she was and, but, but what I think, so I think this film was at its cleverest when we as the viewer were charmed into his, the belief of what he was giving us and mm. her. And then you were dragged back to the reality of, 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 oh, actually, hang on a minute, this is a transaction. This is costing money. And she's only going to just be able to yeah. squeeze three more meetings out because it's yeah. quite, actually quite expensive. And so I became fascinated with the role of yeah. a sex worker. Yeah. And I think this is as interesting a film about that as it is about... I wonder if there's a male sex worker anywhere in the world that's as good as him. 
I doubt it. I mean, I almost, I, almost want, I, mean, I, to say it. I mean, I almost wanted to book him at the end. It was just, it was so nice. It was, it was just like, wow, this is, this I, is so um, agreeable. When I was talking to Katie and Emma, Katie and Emma, yeah, when I was chatting to Katie when they were on Loose Women, I said to them and they were actually, mm. they fell upon it. It was their like, you could see it was like one of their favourite moments of the chat when I said that we'd had a conversation out of it because I think this is something that they really wanted from the film. Mm. And you'd said that it made you empathise more with me about being shy mm. and, and, and being awkward. And very much so, as we all get older, we become more, more awkward, as they say, what could possibly be worse for a woman than losing her skin elasticity? Mm. <laughs> what well, there's that moment where he's... No, but there's thing. that lovely, lovely moment where he says to her, oh, your skin doesn't ping back and she's like I know, what did, yes, I know, it, just, I know it, so I, it was so horrible because sometimes I lie in bed going oh that's <laughs> not going back and it's the, oh and sometimes I count it down oh it's still mm, moving mm, mm. um but he even that he makes sort of fascinating doesn't it oh absolutely um, but I wanted to ask but you, you what, but you'd said that sorry. that you that you empathized more oh yeah and then I mean, we had a really good conversation out of that about well also for you I think that we're around the whole body stuff that that awkwardness that we that lack of that fear of intimacy the fear of really believing that the person that you're with loves you warts and all mm. you know and that you can still be desirable no matter what yeah that person does it how, how many people truly have that? Well, because I think it challenges you in different ways, because, of course, it's got Emma Thompson, a 62-year-old woman, at the centre of it. So right in the middle of the frame is all those questions around the yeah. woman's body, your body, yeah. make me think about you. But also because your main character that you're identifying with is her and your only male character as a male viewer is an incredibly buff, tight, Perfect. young, yeah. muscular young man. All that served to remind me of, of was I'm... Um, her as him <laughs> uh, you know i'm kind of him but with her Ill lack of elasticity um and so it kind of it's not just so what i'm trying to say is, is that even even for male viewers who you know maybe think oh well, emma thompson talking about body image and body is it relevant to me her standing at the end in the mirror looking at herself is as relevant yeah. to every man as it is yeah. to every woman is I mean, it yeah well, how did you feel seeing that well i i felt i felt i felt a huge sense of loss which I, which is what made me really identify with what I think you've gone through and what you talk about, women talk about, because there's so much societal pressure on women to be that much more perfect in the mm -hmm. first place. So it's different for men now. I suppose I felt a real sense of loss because I related to his body as having had that body mm. or something like it, not you know, years ago. And so you do feel a sense of loss. And I do think it's quite an interesting film about that you, and about not seeing it as loss and mm -hmm. trying to get to a place of kind of feeling, well, you know, we are just what we are and we just move on. His, his ability to find her beautiful, I liked. I liked that, even though it was, and was it real or was it not real? Yeah, I say liked because you just don't but know. It's, it's always about whether somebody is beautiful, isn't it? Mm. That's the thing. And not about the acceptance what for what a person yes. is. Mm. And, you know, Emma talks about, you know, as an actress, how, as a person, not as, an, not as the Emma the actress, to just stand in front of a mirror, mm. just as you are, without going to the side, without pulling something. And I spoke about this actually to her in the, in the commercial break and the thing, I said, I was so identified with all, the, all that sort of that stuff that she's shot. spoken about. And mm. we talked about, oh my God. And she said to me, can you imagine if we just hadn't spent as much time as we have in our life thinking about this shit, what we could have done? I said, well, that is mm. exactly my, I could literally grieve for all that time that mm. I spent. And we talked about that, that, that ability. I said, but I don't think that's exclusive to women anymore. No, no, I really don't. Could you actually stand in front of a mirror and just stand as yourself no. without turning to the no. side? Without... 
No. But, but, but I think it's a really good exercise. I think it's a good challenge that people would set themselves out for these yeah. movies. Can we do that? But I think, um, it, I think it was a really good film because it challenged yeah. me. And so, as I was watching it, yeah, it was what was think. really, really good about it was it, I kept thinking, why am I having a problem with watching an older woman want sex? Why am I yeah. struggling well, with this woman too. getting down onto her knees to give a potential blowjob? Which, interestingly, never really happened. I mean, the sex in this film there for anyone else... There wasn't as much as I was no, expecting. There wasn't as much Which nudity. I was relieved about. And, that's, yeah. and that I have to question as well, because that's my own internal ageism and my own internal... Because I, like, I had to force myself to watch this film because mm. I didn't want to watch. Because to me, there would be nothing... What, like, if it was the last man on earth and he was 30 years younger younger than me, I would not be able to go near him. What about, I just... me? What about me in 30 years younger? What do you mean? Is that what you mean? What did you no, say no, something? no, it's oh, just sorry. I couldn't, <laughs> le I couldn't no. make myself so vulnerable. I think it takes an enormously mm. strong woman to be able to have sex with somebody so much younger mm. than themselves. Because all I would be thinking, because I thought that all my life anyway, oh, I'll be repulsive, I'm repulsive, I'm repulsive. So I didn't really want to watch My Greatest Fear. Mm. Um, but then, of course, I did because I'm always working on this body acceptance but that's thing. What and actually, the moment where she stands there naked mm. is actually a very powerful moment. It I is think. powerful. I, don't, I didn't feel it was too cliched either. It wasn't. I mean, the, the, the orgasm scene was always. You well, know, I the, never like to see anyone orgasming. Yeah, it's, it's the discomfort of an intimate moment. She did it moment. very well, but I just don't want to see it. And, and, and I, don't I want to see it incredibly well. I don't want to see a 20 year old having an orgasm. That wasn't my internal ageism. No. I just don't like seeing people's orgasms. No, 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 quite. Um, and I, I, I t something I was relieved about with the film, because I sometimes think there's a bit of reverse psychology, and I think this is something you've talked about on Loose Women too, where it's all right for women of a certain age to sort of get titillated by men with their abs out and their chests out. And, you know, it's all right to do it that way around it's allowed that women can all sort of like no, I think so. not so much not so much anymore but, it, anymore, but it, no 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 but it used Politics to be the case and I think and I think I was worried we were going to tip into that with and I thought it was really as it mm. was as respectful of the portrayal of his body as it was about hers it didn't linger over how beautiful he was it didn't it wasn't you know gratuitous in any way I thought it, it, these were two people when we then move outside of it as a film, the weird thing about all of this is it was such a thought-provoking film and I thought it just didn't work as a film. I thought it didn't need to be a film. I didn't feel that the filmic nature of it added anything to it and I, I was almost screaming out for it to be a play or, you know, and I, I really didn't like the final scene where they were in the kind of uh, restaurant area and an old student yeah, I don't think we needed that at all. I, I hate that, that entire... What was the last film we reviewed where they did something? Yeah, it was, a, it was a like, very eggy tie-up. But also, the, and within that tie-up, the suggestion that actually he had more feelings for her yes. than perhaps he had. I mean, I tell you what I was pleased it didn't do. I was expecting it to go the route of she would become over-attached to him yeah. and struggle with losing yeah. him. I like that. Yeah, thought, of course, that's absolutely that what you needed not yeah. to have. But I still do, I think, you know, I think the fact that we've had so many conversations out of it yeah, exactly. and we've thought about so many things, it, it is thought-provoking and sometimes that's what you... I'm not so sure about the play idea, though, you know, because as soon as it's on stage, there is a bit... There has to be, by the nature of it, more playing out. Mm, yeah. And just because it's in one room well, okay. and it's two people, that's what Emma Thompson said to us when we were chatting to her in the break, she said, you know, you have to be careful just because it's in one room and it's two people. I'll re rephrase what I'm saying. I think I'll because you've said what Emma said about the fact mm. that they wanted, I, I agree, but the way they did it didn't exploit yes. the filmic qualities yeah, enough. Yeah, exactly. It, not so much that it should have been play, but yeah, you felt yeah. you, it wasn't, we it didn't Maybe it could have become more granular. Value. I felt it could have got much, much more granular. I felt it could, I, every time Emma Thompson's face was on screen, there were very few moments where she was just in reflection mode without even a sort of a muttering flummoxed line to us. I have a wonderful line about feeling like Rolf Harris yeah. at one point. Uh, you know, I, I could have done with a bit more. I, I was ready to go on. I was ready to be punched in the chest in a sort of 
really emotional fashion and but I felt it kept humor, tugging me back to humour. kept puncturing that, didn't yeah, it? That did. was the problem, it that was it? But in, in my own summer, I would summarise by saying, Emma Thompson delivers everything you expect her to deliver. She's as good as you think she's mm. going to be. And it's as thought-provoking. Yeah, but this guy, mm. and I think the other subjects to go into this, if you're going into this film thinking, oh, I don't want to just think about body, it's not just about that. It really will make you think about sex work and sex workers and... And, and, I, it, think, and I, I think, think it, it will provoke and thought and conversation on the things that maybe you don't want to think about and you don't want to talk about. Mm. That's the thing. So mm. I think for every person, I knew it was just so different for you watching for yeah. you and what you got from it. And, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm still so fascinated why we're so ashamed to just stand and look at our body and why we're so ashamed mm. to ask for what we want in bed. Mm. And I'm why? fascinated why? by the why? idea when of... Why, it arms no one? Yeah. Why? Where does it come from? And I'm fascinated by the idea of, does it matter if love and attention isn't real, if the love and attention is as convincing it. as this guy mm. fucking makes it? Jesus Christ. Well, I suppose as long as they can keep it real to the day you die, <laughs> keep yeah. it as good as that. But yeah. if you've ever got to find out the truth... Well, some, some may say it was still worth it to fill the high. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Anyway, numbers below. <laughs> For more film and family fun, don't forget to click the subscribe button and make sure to click the bell to never miss an update.